Welcome to Marshy's Corner, brought to you by the Summit Heights Club. This episode's guest is Jimmy Rosenau, who has a YouTube channel called The Rookie Investor, which I would highly recommend to anyone looking to get on top of their finances and grow their money through investments. Jimmy is a typical Aussie bloke who loves his work, sports, and life in general, but is very knowledgeable in the process of making his money grow for him. Before we begin this podcast, I have to say that neither Jimmy and very evidently myself are trained financial professionals. Do not take anything said on this podcast as professional advice. The content of this podcast is to inform listeners on general topics, encourage people to start to think about their own finances, and bring some entertainment. Let's get into the show. Jimmy, how are you? Yeah, good, man. How are you doing? Yeah, doing well, doing well. So uh, for those of you that is the host of The Rookie Investor on YouTube, uh, he's also a co-host of Opinions from the Sideline. Is that still going? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's still going, man. Still yeah. kicking on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got some legs left. Yeah, so you guys, were, I saw you were doing a little bit of commentating there. Hey. Yeah, so for those who obviously don't know, um, Opinions from the Sideline, we're just sort of starting our own little sports podcast about basketball and AFL yeah. with uh, one of my mates that you know, Maddie Donaldson. Yeah, Maddie. So, yeah, we, we kind of started getting into just uploading on Spotify and, and then we, we just sort of died a little bit. But uh, we've now sort of moved into the commentary side of things. So uh, the Sunny Coast Rip have hit us up uh, to do a bit of NBL1 um, commentary. So we'll see how we go with that. We did last last season. Yep. So we'll see if we do it again this year. Yeah, sure. that's that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I, you weren't ready for that question. So no, <laughs> I just, yeah, I brought that up. But I am going to hit you up. So obviously you're a sports podcaster. Before we get into what we're going to do today, yep. I thought I would ask for your opinions on a couple of sporting things just so yes, we get into let's it. Do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool, 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 cool. Uh, who do you think the MVP is in the NBA this season? Oh, I don't know. It's a close one. I don't know. I think... Oh, look, I know it's not going to be LeBron. I wish it yeah. would be. Um, he's injured. Um, but I actually don't know, to be honest, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Jokic. Um, I want to say Steph, but... Nah, Steph- I, I was going to say that as a second, but he... Yeah, he's when you're a team that's not winning as much yeah. like that, you can't really be the MVP. Yeah. In no, my yeah. opinion, anyway. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But I got a cheeky sports bet on Jokic, so I wouldn't be mad if he won it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's definitely in my top three. Yeah, for sure. And uh, who do you reckon Who do you reckon takes out the championship? Uh, once again, to be fair, man, this season I've, I've sort of taken a back step with the NBA. Yeah. Um, so I'm not all over it as much as I usually would be. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think um, – oh, low-key though. Yeah. New York Knicks are doing well. They're That's, not going to win the ship. Yeah. But for me, it's just teams like that this year that I'm watching. Um, teams that are sort of underdogs. I've been similar. That's, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't watched as much as I should be, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, no, no, sweet. Thought I'd just start with that, just yeah, for a nice. bit of fun. So, <laughs> I'm hopeless at that. I got you on the spot there. Alrighty, uh, Jimmy, let's get into uh, what it is you're on here for. But yeah. um, actually, before we do that, let's just let's get into the background of Jimmy. So, where where'd you grow up? Where are you from? What sort of kid were you? Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, I'm originally from Ballarat in Victoria. Oh, true. Okay, um, yeah, cool. so uh, I grew up there for a couple of years um, yep. and then headed up into North Brisbane there, like Manga Hill area. Um, yeah, just played a heap of sport, like pretty easy going kid. Um, a lot yeah. of AFL, a lot of basketball. Yep. Um, yeah, just like hanging out with mates. And so, yeah, just pretty chill that life. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. And uh, what do you do for work? So I'm actually an electrician. Yep. Yeah, Sweet. so tradie, early days. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, long days. Yeah, so that's that's i couldn't do it 
Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's it has I thought its about it, but yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it has a, it's it's a good career. It's yeah, not too bad. No, for sure, for sure. Um, before we get into the investment side, we'll talk about your sport a little bit. What yeah. what because uh, I think we do have a lot of people that listen to this that obviously play sport. Um, what 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 have you played? What what sort of levels? Uh, well, I've played a lot of basketball and AFL, as I yeah. said. So it got to about the age of I think about sixteen, and I had to really make a decision. Yeah um on what i would sort of pursue a bit harder yeah basketball was that yeah um, and i got to a decent level like I you got to the qbl ma- right? made the qbl yeah level. That's, um, that's good i i was about 18 when i made my first qbl team that's so, impressive so that, um, that's the, that's what the equivalent is for nbl one these days yeah so it's yeah. changed this year yeah um i never really did a hell of a lot at that level which is um but yeah, it's it was good to play at that level. Like play with a lot of guys that that were in the NBL. Um, yeah, you could name drop a few guys that you've played with. Yeah, oh, I don't want to name drop too many, but like just guys like Chris Goulding. Yeah, Bubbles, um, he's good. Bubbles. So he, you just seeing that level of of um, fierceness and competition that he would bring to every single training. Yeah, was one thing that has always stuck with me. Um, yeah, he's sure. just a dog. Like just will go after you. Doesn't matter who you are. And and I think that's just um what it really takes to get to that next level yeah yeah. um and so um it was good to at least taste a bit of that um even though it was the majority of it was that training yeah that's cool were you surprised by how far chris Goulding has gone um not really not really to be honest you're Um, in the background so yeah yeah so i I can understand a lot of people probably um probably would be i was like i was fairly new to basketball when he was playing for wizards but um he was good i yep. watched a few of him his games but then seeing him now he's one of my favorite players in the nbl so oh 100 yeah he's, um, he's pretty good yeah i think because i think one thing stands out in my mind we were i think we were like training at boondle one time yeah and he he was basically saying um like i think a few guys were mucking around or something and he's like man i'm working here like you know what yeah. i mean and it's like oh yeah like this is just this isn't just like basketball for fun like he's this is his job yeah yeah and um and like you could just see the intensity and the commitment that he would have so yeah that was just a whole another level um another guy like obviously someone you know as well mitch mccarran yeah um he's probably all around one of the best guys in basketball i've ever actually met um, as in like he's just just, a nice just guy. an awesome yeah, guy he's so nice um and probably one of my best teammates even though i probably haven't really played with him all that much maybe one or two seasons um yeah, yeah. and you know he was like the star of the team and i was like 11th on the team so but look just to be around guys like that has been um it's been good in terms of afl i um once i stopped playing qbl like i i probably only played three years yeah i went and tried to give my hand back at afl i hadn't played in eight years um and i just thought stuff it like i'm just gonna give it a crack yeah i'm sort of one of those people that like i find a challenge when like if i haven't done something in a while like it's just myself that like motivates me to just be like man i'm just gonna go and give it a crack see what i can do um and i hadn't played afl in like eight years um and i just went down to aspley div one and just thought i'll see how i go so you got straight into the div one side there (laughs) (laughs) but look like i don't know it was just i played one season of that playing div one and then i was like i'm done like that's just me that's just me like i just uh, once i sort of reached somewhat of a level (laughs) yeah i'm just happy just to like walk away yeah no i'm not surprised (laughs) you were good at afl we um we played a little bit of basketball together we played yeah I was part of that QSL program, but I spent most of the time injured on the sideline yeah, watching. Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I, didn't yeah. Really, I didn't really get to play much that season. So yeah, it was that a lot, sucked. A lot of watching for me, but that's all right. Um, and then we we obviously had Jelly Squad, which was 
<laughs> yeah, look. Yeah. That, Jimmy just covered his face. We didn't do well. On paper, we should have probably done a lot better than what we did. Yeah. I um, um that was that was a sort of a, a bit of a learning experience for all of us on that one. We uh we got uh handed to us a little bit, didn't we? Yeah. I was just thinking about that, obviously, because I knew you were coming in today and as I was driving over, I was like, Yeah, we had this we had this basketball team and it was it's like kind of above Div One men's, like a comp that the Wizards run and uh and we kind of had three separate teams on the one team. And so I felt like I was the middle guy because I kind of knew everyone. And yeah, I was just hearing yeah. from everyone else like how we should be playing. And on paper, we should have been pretty good. But um, I do have one little funny story about Jimmy from that oh, season. No. I know this is coming. <laughs> I knew this was coming. <laughs> um, we, uh, we were playing and Jimmy got in like a little bit of a, a tussle. I don't really know. I think it was on a rebound. I'm pretty sure he, uh, he just boxed out one of the bigs on the other team and bigs don't like any boxed out by us guards and uh they got they got tangled up and we ended up at the uh judiciary for <laughs> for wizards and um, yeah look it's not my finest moment <laughs> jimmy didn't even really do anything that bad but it was nothing ever came of it there was oh there was a suspension hey like a two week suspension no no it was uh oh. Oh, i didn't actually get a suspension no it was okay, basically true. just like a slap on the wrist yeah um but yeah just for the record i got elbowed in the face like twice yeah. in about two minutes yeah. so I, I i just had enough yeah the, the funny thing was though so i <laughs> i went into the judiciary with jimmy and um we didn't we had our story already and like no that we we're gonna lie like we, we said exactly what happened and it turned out they had a video of it and we didn't know about the video <laughs> and then in the video i'm meant to be there just like talking jimmy up and they show the video and as soon as the little altercation happens i've like sprinted across the court and then the people were like is that you and i was like oh <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, it is actually. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was pretty funny. Hey, but to be fair, you were like the only teammate that came in. And yeah. We had like a team of guys that were like 6'4 plus and not one person came to throw a bit of weight in except for 5'10 yeah, Isaac. It's a little, little man syndrome. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. I appreciate it. I'm always around that. Yeah, that's good. Whenever it happens. But Looking for a teammate that backs me up. No, nah, awesome. you got you to gotta be that. <laughs> um, all right. Let's get, let's get into what we're... Uh, what we're here to do today. Um, I was just wondering, have you read the book uh, Richest Man in Babylon? I actually haven't. You haven't? No. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I was thinking about how I was going to structure this podcast and the Richest Man in Babylon has like all these lessons about basically finance and it's told in really old tales and it's like very old English and it, it's kind of a hard read actually, but I read it and um, that's what first kind of sparked my, uh, just my, I, I got to start doing something with my money and yeah. I haven't quite really gotten into it yet. And that's why you're in here today. So to talk to people like myself and there's probably a lot of people listening that don't really know what they're doing invest when investing their money. Um, and yeah. you obviously have a pretty good idea of this. You have, you have a YouTube channel talking about it. Yeah. hundred um, percent. Yeah. But yeah. So I thought I'd just go through three of the first three rules. And I think that they're a great kind of area, just areas to talk about. Um, so the first three rules were, rule number one was, uh, I'll say it in the old English and then there's like a kind of like a, a, a newer translation for it. So there was a start thy purse uh, fattening. So it's basically pay yourself first. And then the second rule is uh, control thy expenditures, which is keep your expenses low. And uh, the last one was make thy gold grow, which is invest, your, invest what you save basically. Um, and so I just thought we'd we'd start with the first rule, the uh, start thy purse from fattening, so the paying yourself first. Um, and basically the, what they talk about is, uh, so if you get paid 10 pieces of gold in the book, keep, ten, keep one for yourself. And so um, 
essentially what it, what it was saying is this was this was a big chapter for me and you might have something to kind of butt in on during this but um it was saying that when you get paid your money so like say you get you get your fortnightly pay or whatever it is and um a whole bunch of that money goes into your rent so you're paying for your rent you're paying for your food you're paying other people for these services like there's everything that you're bringing back that's paying other people but a lot of people forget to pay themselves so yep. obviously putting that money then into a bank account so th- this book encouraged 10 percent um probably some people would encourage other amounts like i'm i'm not yeah, gonna ask yeah. what you do but yeah this book encouraged 10 percent. i started doing that i've ne- I've never i'd never put money that much money away yeah and so yeah so yeah. what you're saying is like people aren't sort of looking out for their future selves is what you're yeah, trying to say. yeah yeah and that that is a common thing like you get that a lot um yeah in terms of like expenditures people are sort of they're paying their rent um they're paying their, their phone bill and the major thing that I find when when you're sort of going through life, especially through your twenties, is your you sort of you work up through your job, so you may get a pay increase. Yeah. But you're generally spending that as well. Yeah. So you you, you might be increasing your, your income, but you're you're not saving any more than you were you were two years ago. Yeah, I'm guilty of that at times. Like that extra pay comes in and it's like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a bowler now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's just commonly yeah. referred to as a lifestyle creep. You just yeah, sort of okay. you know you might um you might think, okay, I can afford the new iPhone now. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just little things that we live um, that we don't need necessarily that we just sort of want as we get um, further th- through our career really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I've kind of been on this little path of my own probably for about a year and a half now where uh, basically what got me into this was every single year I had the same New Year's resolution and that New Year's resolution was to start reading books uh, and basically I've been graduated for 10 years now. I haven't finished a book and I hadn't finished a book in like nine, oh, it was like nine years basically. Yeah, nice. Um, and I, I was a bit of a reader when I was in school. Uh, and I picked up this one book. It was recommended to me. It was called Atomic Habits. And, uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of it. I have heard of it. Yeah. Have, yeah. It's by James Clear. It's really good. Uh, would recommend it. And it basically teaches you small ways to improve on good habits and take away the bad habits and that book actually taught me how to read a book and so yeah, it was okay. kind of cool and then off the back of that i've just kind of it's taught you about like the one percent as being a little bit like one percent better every day and, and you start to see the almost the interest on that like you start to see that that growth yes i, guess. I get what you're saying yeah, yeah yeah um and then i i got to this book the richest man in babylon and i read that and i was like cool like i can kind of it's just encouraging you to put that 10 percent of money away and I, it's been massive for me, like just yeah. seeing that consistency, like putting that little bit of money away consistently and you don't really even notice that it's gone. No, you don't. But the end result is you, you all of a sudden have all this money. Yeah, 100%. Put away, yeah. yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll kind of come back to that money put away, but uh, let's get on to, and this is where I think you can come in because uh, I've seen one of your videos on it. Um, yeah. so controlling your expenditures, so keeping a check on what you're spending and things like that. And yeah. how can we bring our spending down? And so I have seen one of your videos for that. So I might let you take over there. Yeah. So I kind of mentioned it a little bit before that we're all guilty of the lifestyle creep in, yeah. you know, at various times in our life. And there's a lot of little things that I found that at least help you to save money without really taking away from the quality of your life. Yeah. So little things like just meal meal prepping each week. Like, you know, a lot of expenditures come from just like cheap takeaways, coffees, yeah. like 
we all we all need to treat ourselves. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but just little things like just making good meals for you, uh, you know, for the working week at, on a Sunday, whatever. Um, the other thing too, there's heaps of like little expenditures that come out of your bank account, like subscriptions and things that you you yeah. don't even really um know that are actually coming out of your account. You may have signed up to something like twelve months ago that yeah. you don't even remember. Yeah. So little things like Netflix, Stan, like you're signing up to all these different subscriptions. Um, like I have one that I found like uh, like a couple of months ago. I used to have uh, an iPhone. I've got an Android now, oh. but I was still paying for the iCloud on Apple. True. Just getting deducted out of my account and I didn't realize. Yeah. So it was like five, it wasn't much, but it was like five or six bucks every like month. It adds up. And I just like, I haven't had an iPhone for like two years. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, the first thing I'll say is is when you're limiting your expenditures and you're trying to work out like what's actually going out, the easiest way to sort of get on top of that lifestyle creep is just to like start off with a budget, like yeah. actually work out what you need to spend. And then from there, obviously compare that to how much you're earning each week. Yeah. And then you'll start to go, okay, you are, I tell you now, you there'll be a glaring obvious, like an obvious sign that you are spending too much money. When you have a, a budget that you, you know, you actually work out what you need and what's actually required yeah. versus how much you're actually, you know, getting each week from your work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There'll be a massive difference. No, there will be. I um, uh, I was driving over, I was like, what, what are some of the things that I spend too much money on? And it's funny, you brought up coffees. Like I'm a bit of a coffee snob. <laughs> and I will literally buy a coffee every day, minimum one coffee a day. And that's, that's $5 easily. Yeah. And then so if, if it's an, another one, that, that might be $10. That's, that's like minimum $35 a week. Yeah. So you, anywhere between 35 to 70 bucks a week. If yeah. One or two. And then yeah. if I was to just halve that, <laughs> yeah. it, little things like that can obviously just go quite a long way. And, um, I don't think I'm speaking for just myself here that when you start thinking about your money, sometimes you're just kind of like tapping. It's like, oh, I wonder how much money I have left like to spend for this week. <laughs> sometimes it's better not to look. Sometimes and you just, it's better yeah, not yeah. to look and you're just like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just spend that. And then it's getting close to payday and you're like, oh, I should check. And it doesn't look good. And I think um, the one thing that the ten, the, putting the 10% away taught me was to actually just be aware of what I was doing and like, all of a sudden, I didn't have these anxieties come the end of the week. So it's like, oh, I know exactly how much is in my account. I yes. know whether I should buy this or not. Um, and yeah, so that, that's that's obviously something. What's um off the back of saving and putting those temp, putting that ten percent away? Um, like, what has that done for you? I guess when when did you get onto this? I should have asked this a little bit earlier. Yeah. But when did you get onto this investing? The idea of putting your money away, investing in okay. So else? for me, it started. Uh, when I was probably a teenager, to be honest, yeah. like I was sort of lucky enough to have um, role models like grandfa- like grandparents, parents that were sort of, it wasn't necessarily stocks and, and all that sort of investing at that point, mm-hmm. but it was more so just um, just making sure you're, you're, you're doing what you need to do to save money. Yeah. Um, whether that's, um, you know, to save for a house or whatever it's going to be. It, it kind of, for me, hit me at around 16, 17 that I thought, I don't want to move out of my family home and rent someone else's house. Yeah. It kind of got personal for me in a way. Like I was like, yeah. I don't want to pay someone else's dream off, um, you know, while I'm trying to kick the stones to get ahead. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I thought take advantage and not everyone gets this opportunity of being able to, you know, live with like, I was only paying like $80 a week rent. I don't, you know what I mean? Like yeah. when I was like 18, 19. So I was lucky in that respect, um, but it's sort of always been with me. And then sort of later on, 
once I had actually moved out and bought a house, that's when I started getting into other investing and, and trying to work out on other ways to generate money as well. Yeah. So that's a really young age to have this, I guess, these ideals. Like, where did that come from? It was just... Oh, to be honest, it was my old man. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was, as I said, I was, it was sort of role models there that throughout my teenage years, I, I didn't really take note of it really. Like, it's not something you absorb, but it, yeah. it is one thing that sort of... Um, subconsciously you just pick up from your parents like you, you sort of in a lot of ways you are what your parents are yeah, i find yeah. anyway yeah um so you know just little habits that my old man would have and yeah. that sort of stuck with me yeah okay cool 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 um it, it i like that you said like it kind of started off with just you were saving money and then it kind of moved on to other things um i think that's like a really big thing for people to listen to like you don't we're we're obviously going to move into the investing side of things but if you have like no control over your money and what you're currently doing, you're just kind of living paycheck to paycheck and you're not, you're not really on top of it, which is where I have been in the past before. Um, just starting off with putting that 10% away and then doing that for a while. And then when you have that habit down, then it's kind of like, okay, like what's the next thing I'm going to do? And, and yeah. then once you start seeing all that money put away, that's when you kind of like, well, what can I be doing with this? Hundred percent. That's that's exactly yeah. right. So as as we sort of touched on earlier, like getting the first thing I would say is is to try and correct whatever situation you may be in. It's it's setting out that budget first and foremost. Yeah. Um. It, you know, seeing what you are spending as to what you're uh, as to what you're making, and then from there, setting aside what you think you can. Yeah. Um. And then from there, once you sort of start to build up a little reserve there, that's when we can go. Okay, how can we actually make this money make money on itself yeah and and not just sit in a bank account and rot yeah cool cool i think i think that's a a perfect time to kind of get into the um the uh the last thing that that's the investing side of things and this is probably where we want to focus on a little bit more um uh so making your money multiply so as as the the uh, richest man in babylon says making your gold multiply um uh so there's there's a lot of ways to invest your money. Let's talk about stocks. And I think probably before you get into stocks uh, and and shares and stuff, like what what is that? Like what are you doing? What What is the stock market? What are you doing when you're buying, buying yes. into these? So the stock market effectively, it's a, a platform where you can basically become an owner of, of, a, of a company. Okay, yeah. so if we're strictly talking about um, individual companies, you know, we, we're looking at the Australian market, which is the ASX. So mm-hmm. that's that's where the Australian Securities Exchange, that's where um, Australian listed companies, uh, you know, trade there. So effectively, by you purchasing a share or a stock of a company, you're effectively becoming a part owner. Okay, yeah, so this yeah. it's not just that you're you're gambling or you're stipulating on whether the price is going to go up or down. You know, when you buy a, a stock on on the stock market, you, you're effectively becoming an owner. You're, you're becoming a small shareholder, and then the money that you spend on that stock, that company is using on itself. Okay, yeah. so let's say you you put in two thousand dollars into Commonwealth Bank. Commonwealth Bank are using that money that you've bought in to to you know maybe put out more ATMs. They might be you know expanding yeah. their business in in ways that they can. So effectively you're you're being a part owner that's what you're doing yeah okay so you're you're and yeah so you're investing your money into a company you believe is going to exactly turn your money into more money correct um so when when my friends and i say that sports bets basically 
like the, the stock market, that's probably that's probably incorrect then, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I hear yeah, that man, on a weekend. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, they're actually a good stock, by the way. Oh, sports low bet? Low-key, low-key. No, 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 points bet. Oh, points bet. No, I do actually, uh, I know my granddad, He's he uh, was very big on the stock market and yep. when all those sports com- bet companies started coming through, he just hopped off the back of those and- Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, they have seen some pretty good growth. Like I think, as I said before, I think it's points bet and a tab, I think. Yeah. They've, they've seen some pretty decent growth in the past 10 years. Yeah, Not true. to say that I would invest in them, but yeah, that's, yeah. that's, yeah. That, that's actually like a funny topic, like- putting money into companies that maybe you believe in and like whether you are like morally okay with what they're doing. Is that yeah. something you think about? A hundred percent. Yeah, true. So, you know, if when we're looking at a stock, so as you said, like, you know, when you're purchasing a stock, you, you, you're wanting to find something that you want to be an owner of. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's no point investing money in a company that you don't um, think is, is for one thing morally correct or two that has future growth. Um, yeah, why, okay. why would you become an owner of something that is going to is not going to align with you? So yeah. that's the first thing I think I would always say to people, and that's exactly what I do when I look to invest in a stock, is find companies that um, sit well with me morally, um, and also you know that um, I would be comfortable sitting on the on the board of directors of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's actually a cool way to really just like kind of invest yourself into this. Hey, because then you kind of feel something towards those. Those yeah, companies. Hundred percent. So. Like, yeah, you may be a one one million one one millionth owner of the of a stock, but yeah. you you are still an owner. Yeah. So you know you can once you actually purchase something, you know you can see um you can see all of the all of the board of directors meetings. You can be involved in in you know you can vote on on certain things that the company are going to do in the future. So I, I would say you know when, when you look to invest in a stock, you know treat yourself as an owner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I've never thought about it like that. So that's, yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, so you have this money put aside. So let's say someone's decided, okay, I'm going to start putting 10% away and they've built up a bit of money and they've got that in a savings account. Why, why invest in the stock market instead of leaving it in like a long-term savings account? Okay. So the, the issue right now that Australia are facing is that because we've just had the COVID pandemic, interest rates have dropped significantly. Yeah. So what that means is, is yes, it's cheaper for those who already have a home loan to pay their loan off. Like it's it's good yeah. in that respect. But the other the other prong to that is that if you are a long-term saver, like if you're 18, 19, 20 and you've just put money away into a savings account hoping it grows, that interest rate is really, really low. Okay. So year on year, that might only, you know, the interest rate might be 1%. Yeah. So you, you, your rate of compounding interest is extremely low. So when we're talking about growing your money, first and foremost, it's going to grow at a really, really slow rate, which is no good. Yeah. But, you know, the other factor is, is we have a thing called inflation. Yeah. So as years track on, you know, the value of the Australian dollar year on year actually devalues. So, you know, what $20 will buy you in 2021 won't buy you that in 2031. Yeah, yeah. So what the, the current situation that we're facing now is that the rate that the interest of banks can give people on savings accounts isn't even beating the rate of inflation. So right. your money sits in, in your bank account year on year. It's actually going backwards. Yeah. You're yeah. Not, it's not that you're not earning. It's literally that your money is going backwards in value. Yeah, so true. you need to find other ways for that money to, to progress. To grow, Otherwise, yeah, yeah you might, your money might go from $5,000 to $5,500 in a couple of years, but what that $5,500 will buy you 
next year is not going to buy you what it would now. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So we got to look at alternative ways for that money to grow. Yeah, true. Literally just the other day, like I went to my regular cafe. It was always $5 for avocado on toast. Yep. It's now $10. I wow. Literally double the price. I, I went up and she said $10 and I was like, I only got one. <laughs> and then she was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just you just do it, it anyway because you don't want the awkwardness. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, yeah. So, but I haven't been back since. Yeah. So, so that's like a typical thing. Like, you yeah. know, you, you, the, the rate of like goods and services, you know, food, um, transport, like all that sort of stuff. Just it, it's more expensive year on year. Yeah. So, if, if your money's sitting in a bank account and it's not growing at that same rate, you're actually losing money. Yeah. Yeah, true. No, that's, that is very valuable knowledge um so how how do you determine what you're gonna buy i guess like what 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 would you what would you tell someone next so they put the money away yeah they want to invest in stocks uh are they getting an app are they going on a website should they discuss should they talk to someone yeah, so I mean, I'm certainly not a financial professional, so yeah, I can't we probably should have said that from the yeah, start too. Yeah, yeah, we'll add that in. The yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to necessarily tell you what to do. Yeah. Um, the thing is, though, is is I would suggest um, if you know someone who is a financial professional, I would yeah. chat to them. Um, but there are plenty of free online brokers um, that are very yeah. trusted um, in Australia, particularly. Um, and I would suggest to I would suggest to probably start looking with things like uh, Self Wealth or Comsec. Um, they're two okay. very very trusted platforms where you can gain access to the Australian market. Um, and I and I would suggest too, if if you are listening, who you know you may be under the age of fifty years old, I would s- suggest looking heavily into ETFs, which are exchange traded funds. Yeah. Um, and they're a good way of gaining a really good uh, compounding interest rate yeah um, with low management fees um, there's basically like a superannuation account um, without the the crazy management fees that you would expect from a standard superannuation yeah okay so that I would suggest is probably something young people should at least look at yeah can you explain an ETF yeah it's, it's better to explain it backwards hey yes I've yeah yeah nice yeah, yeah. so they I watch are, your videos man. yeah nice <laughs> sweet bro at least I've got one video that's sweet <laughs> Yeah, so they are ETFs, so exchange-traded funds. Yeah. Effectively, all that means is that they're a fund that's traded on the exchange. So yeah, each different ETF has its own objective. Okay, so uh, let's use one for example. I, I, I actually personally invest in VAS, which okay. is a, a fund on the Australian exchange. And the goal for that fund is just to track the top performing 300 Australian companies. So... Yeah. My stock price in VAS will go up or down depending on how those 300 companies perform. Okay. So for me, that the Australian top 300 companies have have returned an average rate of like 12% over the past 100 years. Okay. Okay. So, so that's much better than your long term. So, so we're talking account. about, you know, 10 to 12%. Yeah. Um, compounding interest as opposed to 1% to 2% bank interest. Yeah. Okay. And, and you know, when we're talking about compounding interest, um, you know, it, it's like an exponential growth. It's not, you know, it's not necessarily that uh, 12% will grow six times faster than 2%. It will literally grow like infinite yeah, times. Yeah, you know what I mean? More. You can't, yeah. So it's a whole different ball game. That's kind of, um, that's the sort of things that they need to teach in school. Hey, <laughs> like. It's, mate, I've been, tell- honestly, I've been telling people this for a long time. Yeah. It's, 
That's it's, staggering. It's staggering. And so there's many different types of ETFs. Um, you know, as I said, so the one that I'm invested in is just strictly looking at tracking the performance of those 300 companies. Yeah. So effectively, when I buy one of those stocks, I'm buying a small slither of the 300 top Australian performing companies. That's all I'm doing. Okay. Um, so it's a really good way to like, we call it in the investing world, diversifying your portfolio. Okay. So it's a good way of sort of limiting risk. Um, you're not just having all your eggs in one basket by looking at one company. Yeah. You know, you're sort of, you know, hedging bets across all those top 300 companies. Um, and each different ETF will have its own fund objective that, you know, may do something completely different. It might look at the top 200 companies in America. It might track a different indice. Like it, it, there's a ton of different ETFs to look at. Yeah, okay. So when buying, we've talked about how you buy into those Australian companies. Can we only buy into Australian companies from over here? No. So um, obviously it will depend on which trading platform that you sign up oh, okay. to. Um, but it's pretty much stock standard now that you can gain access internationally yep. um, for relatively the same prices that you would expect to pay in Australia. So yeah, okay. it's just becoming more and more common now. Yeah. I only ask that because like obviously Australia with COVID, we haven't been hit as badly as other places. Like other places are probably going to improve over the, the coming years, right? So like would it be advantageous to start looking over at some of those companies that maybe might improve like – have had a dive and yeah. then are looking to probably improve over as COVID kind of eases. Yeah, so I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, um, so just just out of context, the Australian market itself dropped like thirty something percent okay, in that one month during COVID. So that's a significant saving. Yeah, yeah. And so there was a lot of that. And I think the American market was very similar. So yeah. for those who don't really know, the Australian market is is very much a mirror of the American market in a lot yeah. of ways. It's okay. it's it's how Australia are to America really. We're the little brother. Yeah. Um, and and the thing with that is is they because of the time difference, they will actually trade when we're in bed. You know what I mean? Like so yeah, because right. the New York Stock Exchange, they may trade when we're asleep. And when we wake up, generally if they've had a, a negative day, the Australian market will reflect that as well. Um, okay. So, so getting back to your question, you know, it, it's probably a good thing just to diversify into different international markets anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, because, you know, as I said, you don't want all your eggs in one basket necessarily. So yeah. you may you may throw all your money in the Australian market. Um, and then, you know, the, you know, Japanese market might do something completely different. So it's probably good to, to try and find ETFs that may be tracking various international companies is what I would suggest. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, do you reckon there's like an amount of money you should have set aside before you start doing this? Or is it one of those things where it's like, let's just start putting my money into this straight away? Um, it's always good to have an emergency fund I, as, yeah. I, as I refer to it. So, you know, if we're getting back to saving 10%, I think that first goal is when you're setting up that budget and you're trying to save, you know, 10% of your income, whatever that may be, um, you know, you want to sort of set a target for yourself. So let's say, okay, in the next six months, I want to save five grand. Yeah. That's always just good to have there. So, you know, you've got peace of mind and your comfort. Yeah. Um, and then from there, you know, it's up to you, depending on your risk tolerance, you might be someone yeah. who who likes to live on the, on the, uh, on the edge. Yeah. Um, for me, for me personally, I, I saved 20 grand. I said, okay, I'm saving 20 grand before I touch anything. That's just me. That yeah. could be five grand. It could be whatever. Um, but I think it is a positive thing to, to make sure you've got an emergency fund there. Yeah. For sure. I've heard a lot of people say, I've just got enough money that if my car died, I could buy a new car. Well, that's exactly so, right. So look, yeah. at, look at your own situation, you know, yeah. um, make sure that you've got enough to stay afloat. And then from there, 
um, yeah, just make make yourself comfortable. You don't want to put yourself out of too much stress. Yeah. And so there's, there's obviously a lot more you can throw your, you, well, no, I'm not going to say throw your money in. That sounds pretty <laughs> reckless. <laughs> that you can put your money into yeah. to invest your money. There's, uh, so we've talked about the stocks. There's obviously crypto and things like that. Um, yeah. Do you ever look, do you look into crypto at all or? Well, I personally don't have any crypto at this yeah. stage. Um, that is a major reason um, why I like doing my channel, to be honest, because a lot of people that I'm speaking to that have had no experience in the stock market, um, they may not have an emergency fund. I know people personally yeah. in this situation, but they'll they'll chuck spare money on crypto. Yeah. For me, it's a little bit risky. Um, the volatility in, in crypto, like it's up one minute, down the next. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I personally don't invest in crypto, but I can see why some people do. Like if, if you've got a, a solid foundation of savings and, and you, you're in a comfortable financial position, I see it more as gambling. So if you, yeah, if you okay. like, if you like watching sport and you want to chuck 20 bucks, 50 bucks on, on a team to win, you know, you might watch the Brisbane Broncos and you thought, you okay, wouldn't throw any money on you them. You wouldn't throw any money on them. So whoever they're playing, <laughs> but yeah, you put bet, you put I've made on. a little bit of money off yeah, everyone no. that plays the Broncos this year. <laughs> yes. So yeah, which so. is good either way, because I'm a Broncos fan and if they win, I, I just paid money for them to win. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, not, exactly. I, I leave happy. So yeah, that's good. <laughs> we're not encouraging like, yeah. this i used to be like that with the brisbane lions yeah i was like oh well if the other team wins i'm, I'm a slight bit richer yeah. if not i'm happy i'm stoked yeah <laughs> but yeah so um where were we um we were just talking about crypto and then obviously yeah. so yeah how so, it's a bit more like gambling yeah, oh, yeah that's the way i see it so i feel like there's definitely a place for it like if if, if you've got the the financial stability to do it yeah um but if, if you're just gonna um see crypto as a way of getting rich real quick it, it could be very dangerous yeah i am um, like i'm just I'm, I'm obviously just starting to look into the investment side of things and um yeah I, i've kind of haven't done any research on the crypto side of things because it just doesn't feel i, I don't know if i was being old school because I, I my parents um i've started talking to them about investments and things like that because they're they've obviously uh done re- pretty well with with investing their money and um and i've never seen them obviously put anything into crypto and yeah. that's only because they're uh, especially my dad, basically a dinosaur when it comes to anything <laughs> technology. Like he still does all his bank statements like through paper. Like he'll nice. like, like he's he's he doesn't trust online at all. Ba- he's banking checks. And, yeah, yeah, yeah nice. he's doing everything. <laughs> everything paper still, and yeah, he won't even. He still takes a Refidex with him. So oh, really? Yeah, that is so good. Yeah, I thought you were going to say he has a Tom Tom, but no. the, the fact that he's gone back to the Refidex. Yeah, wow. yeah, he's still on the Refidex. So um, <laughs> that that's how that's how far back he is. So I've obviously got no role models when it comes to crypto, and um. And yeah, it just wasn't something I was ever really wanting. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm obviously a little bit interested in it, but yeah. it's, it's not the thing that's kind of pulled my attention. But um, yeah, I've heard a lot of stories of people losing their passwords, and they're like so sure it's been changed, and yeah, there just seems to be so much risk with it. I I don't know if you listen to Hamish and Andy, but they um they had a, they had an account, and they obviously made a whole bunch of money. They put the people's money into oh, it. Oh, really? And then they lost they lost the password and you can't change the part like once you've lost it you've yeah. lost it and um and i've i've heard of friends that's happened to i've yeah. heard of lots of people that that's happened to and some people are so sure that they had the right password and then somehow it's changed conspiracy and, yeah conspiracy theories all around about that so yeah my, I've, my old man like he's my old man's kind of weird like that like he he has his trusted stocks and he, you know he's but he'll just randomly, you know, ring me up. Well, I just bought a bit of crypto, bought some Bitcoin. Oh, really? This was like five years ago. Yeah. And at that time, 
um, I think it was like, I don't know, $3,000 US or something like that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's just like, he'll just go and invest in weird things like that on his own. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but back to the point, I think if, if you can do it, um, I think it, it might be worth just, you know, having a little bit of a side play. Um, yeah. But other than that, I, I certainly wouldn't um, rely on that you as being, be as being no way. No yeah, way. yeah, cool. Um, talking to beginners, people that are just starting out, because I, I think that is the theme of this podcast. Like what, do you have any other, anything else that you would like to kind of add on top of what we've talked about? Um, well, in terms of, in terms of actually starting to look at stock. So once you've actually, once you've actually sort of found a, a platform that you find that works, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, they're free. So yeah. signing up isn't the issue. It's, it's more so, um, you'll start incurring fees after, but I think once you've actually found a platform, make sure you, you read as much about what you are potentially investing in as possible. Like yeah. the knowledge is power when it comes to actually placing your money into it. So for me, um, the very first thing I did was is before investing any money into any company, I, I wanted to make sure that company had an, a, like a competitive advantage over over you know yeah. its its competitors. There's no point investing in something that um, doesn't offer anything else different or offer something that other you know competitors can provide. Yeah. So that that is as probably a good tip to sort of future guard your investment. Um, yeah, yeah. is is one of the reasons why i at this point haven't found a company that i've had to hit the emergency button on just yet yeah um and and if a company things change over time i think is another important tip as well that you know you may invest in something one year but it's important to just stay on top of the news and, and make yeah. sure you're sort of following what you're doing because things change pretty quickly yeah i reckon find yourself a group of friends that like talk yep. about it and stuff like i've got a great group of friends um jackson here that set this up for us um jimmy yep. just met him him and a bunch of my other boys they're they're another big reason i kind of it was actually jackson that got me the book the richest man in babylon and nice. they're all always talking about it. they're always on their phones like are you gonna, are you going to get into this you're going to invest in this and and they're always having discussions and i'm kind of like me and a couple of the other boys are the ones that are left out of those conversations so i'm like no, i got to get into this so. yeah you just want to fit in um, yeah i just <laughs> i just want friends so yeah yeah um, yeah that's that's a good tip too like aligning yourself with people that are um have similar goals yeah for sure for sure i think um this sort of stuff, like, start. It's 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 taking control of your life. Hey, like when when you're not being conscious about your money and things like that, you kind of in in the Atomic Habits book, uh, it kind of talks about you can kind of either try and get one percent better, or you're gonna end up getting each day, or you're gonna end up getting one percent worse each day. Like no one kind of stays in the middle, if that makes sense. Like if you're yeah. not being proactive, you kind of have diminishing results. Yeah, and and I think. Um, when you get on top of your finances, at least from what I've noticed, and I'm really not on top of them where I should be, but it's much better than where I used to be. Um, it comes a lot of freedom and you start to kind of take control of other things in your life. And so I think this is just one way that, uh, like this podcast platform that I've got, I, I do want to continue to talk to people that have a message to give. And, yeah. and I think an underlying message to everything is kind of, being willing to look at what you've got and make the most out of it and finances while money's not everything in the world obviously being in control of your finances is such a big thing and it does bring a lot of freedom like financial freedom is definitely a thing um so yeah. I, that was just my two cents yeah no, that i found from it so yeah that's that's fascinating um for me it's like yeah financial certainly finances shouldn't take over your life like no. if you're if you're having to you know stress about 
um, you know, paying bills each week. Um, that's not what we all want at all. Um, I think it's it's very simple just to put a few things in place that you know may only take an hour or two just to sort of clean clean your budget up. It doesn't yeah. take long, um, and then you don't really have to stress about it. That's my thing. Yeah, so. I think um, I, I remember. I'm pretty sure in one of your videos where you talked about saving money, like you kind of talked about how you had Netflix, you had Ko, you had all these things, and you were barely even watching it, and and things like that, like cleaning up your budget. Um, that's probably like one big thing that a lot of the listeners could do. Um, we're not really telling people to make their lives worse. Like when you yeah. go, oh, clean up your butt, like, oh, meal prep a little bit. I think you made a joke, like I'm not a fitness guy, but yeah. you're obviously like, you're a guy that's excelled in sport as well. Like you are a fit guy. When you, it's like, hey, meal prep, you get to save money. You also end up eating healthier, which is an improved quality of life. Yeah, yeah. You have more money, you feel better. Like all these things like kind of come from it. Like, yeah. oh, you you have Netflix as a distraction. Maybe it's like, maybe I watch too much Netflix. I could save money and at the same time do something a little bit more productive. Like things like that. Yeah. Like when you start improving one part of your life, a whole bunch of things can open up for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's 100% personally for me as well. Like I, I, this isn't necessarily money related, but it does help. Yeah. Like when I'm I'm eating well, and I'm training, like if I'm going yeah. to the gym or I'm doing something, that makes me want to save money. I don't know. I, I have no, no I'm, idea I'm, why. I'm actually the same. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll be, like I'll be driving home, and I'll be far less likely to pull over and grab like a burger or something. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm, and that in turn just saves you more, saves money down the track anyway. A hundred, like, just using my own testimonies as, as an example. Like when I decided I was going to start reading, uh, I also was in the process of trying to get my diet on track and and my fitness a little bit better because I had put on a bit of weight and things like that. And um and like the finance kind of just came with it. And uh yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like once you start improving one thing, yeah. you kind of just become more mindful of everything else. Hey. And yeah, yeah. It's just lining all your ducks up in a row, as yeah. the as the old crew would say. Yeah. And you like, just sort of you're just getting you feel more accomplished and you just feel like you you've got your shit together. Yeah. No, that that's exactly yeah. what it is. Hey. Yeah. And so yeah, ever since I was I started say changing my diet, like, yeah, I was buying more expensive food at the grocery store. Yeah. But I also wasn't stopping at Macca's every second day, which I was doing all <laughs> second day is actually a lie. It was like every day, basically <laughs> minus maybe one a week yeah, and things nice. like that. And so, yeah, when I started sitting there, I was like, okay, well, what do I not have to pay for? What should I not be paying for? What's going to improve my life? You yeah. kind of find that you start cutting out the things that just don't bring value anyway. Yeah, um, exactly. And so we're not sitting here telling people to, you're now going to sit at home and you're going to be bored. Like yeah, you're just exactly. cutting out, you're cutting out this, the shit that isn't actually that good for you anyway. A hundred percent. And you feel man. better without it. So Yeah, exactly. Um, it's not it, I'm I would never limit the quality of my life. Yeah. Just to save ten bucks. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just I would never go to that point and I would never make anyone do that. And I've had mates that are like that. No. no. And it, like I think being social is super important. I think yeah. doing this but it's like, yeah, go out, be social, like have drinks with your mates, yeah. go out to dinner, like do whatever you gotta do. But that lunch, yeah, that lunchtime meal when you're at work, does it have to be from the food truck that comes around? Does it yeah. have to be from the place across the road? Could it just be in a Tupperware container that honestly is probably going to taste better anyway? Like, There's actually, it's funny that you say that. It's like a, such a good point because the one thing that I said, and I've said it to people in my personal life, that they may go, um, 
oh, like you're good with your money. You must be a tight ass. It's like there's yeah. a massive difference between someone who's just got their shit together yeah, and, and just decent with money. Like it's not like we're earning massive coin. Like it's just yeah. you, you, you've just got your, your budget in place. Um, and I feel like there's a massive difference between just being good with money and being a tight ass. 100%. And like, I mean, I, I definitely don't have a, a very high salary right now. Yeah. Um, I'm pursuing things that I'm really passionate about. But the thing was, I, it kind of got to a point in my life where I was like, oh, do I have to take the shitty job? Do I have to do the job that I don't enjoy? And then that was another reason I started looking at my budget because I was like, look, I'm, I'm always, at, by the end of the, the two weeks, like, because yeah. I get paid fortnightly, at the end of the two weeks, I'm just scraping by. Is it time to get a new job? And then when I started budgeting, I was like, oh, I have th- this money left over and I'm much happier. Yes. And I'm doing the things that I'm passionate about. And so, yeah, it kind of all just intertwines, hey. Yeah, um, absolutely, man. Like, yeah. there's no point, like if you're, if you're unhappy doing something just for a buck, it's not, it's not worth it. Yeah. But if you can just clean up maybe cutting out Netflix or, or doing something that you're not really taking advantage of and maybe go for a run or shoot some hoops or like just go, kick the footy with mates. Like yeah. it's, so, it's just such a better quality. It sounds, um, it sounds bad, but like if you've got like a gym membership and you yeah. don't use it, just like it's it's her, i have a home gym and i yeah. still had a gym membership for ages <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then i was like no sometimes i go with my mates but i, I if i thought about it I, was like, I haven't been with them for like seven months i just gym yeah. at home and so it just became one of those things where i was like that's that's the amount of people i know that has a gym membership that just does not go yeah just do push-ups at home just yeah just go to the park kick the footy like kick the footy with there's mates. lots of ways you can get fit yeah. if the gym isn't for you yeah. don't don't hold on to that membership just to don't don't feel the guilt yeah <laughs> don't feel the guilt but yeah um yeah. but no yeah we all have plenty of those things but yeah for sure man dude i think this has been a valuable chat and yeah. i hope whoever listens to this uh finds that value too i i mean i've 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 enjoyed it a lot yeah. so um that's oh, been good man but got some good insights yeah for sure you're you're a great person to talk to about this stuff and i think we'll definitely have to have you on and yeah maybe a few people start investing and then we can kind of take another step further on yeah. what we can do next and things like that. Yeah, um, that get a bit further into the investing side of things that'd be sweet yeah that would be cool um but i guess from today like the main i guess the main lessons that we went over was start saving putting money aside for yourself like paying yourself when, yeah i remember when the book told me kind of like outline like when you pay your rent when you pay for your food like that's actually not for you like even though you're getting the food back and stuff you're still paying someone else you're not paying yourself yes and so that idea of you've earned your money why don't you pay yourself some of the money yeah exactly um yeah that 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 was a big thing for me and then uh obviously the second one was um no actually just bud like making sure that you've at least budgeted what you've yeah yeah put in place yeah so you're obviously paying yourself but it's it's then making sure that you know, you're not really um, wasting anything and, yeah. and then you're sort of working out how you can actually make that money grow for you down the track as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, sweet. Which is quite important. Yeah, and so I guess that comes along with rule number two, which is like knowing your expenditures and things yeah. like that. And then once you have that sort of stuff in check, that's when you can kind of start looking to make your money grow through yeah. putting it into investments and stuff. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Because, cool. I mean, as, as we sort of touched on earlier, like, just even talking about, you know, comparing the interest rate of a bank to, to what you could potentially earn. Like, yeah, that's it, did, that, did that just hit that you? That blew like, my mind. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I, yeah. It's, it's something that I think um, I think everyone would want to hear, um, but where do we get taught it? You know what I mean? That's the thing. Yeah. Like, 
schools need to teach this stuff yeah why was i learning pythagoras like why <laughs> why why wasn't i learning like put your money into this and it's gonna yeah i feel like i don't know I, it's not like a conspiracy but like i just feel like the government don't want you to know like yeah i honestly i honestly genuinely believe that like i feel like ignorance they, is they, bliss right they need people to, to be in debt like yeah. they, they require people to buy cars that they can't afford and they like it's just i i think like a lot of that stuff you touch on pythag like what the hell like i've never used it once. exactly exactly um, but yeah, that that's funny they mentioned like people buying the things that they can't can't afford yet. Yeah. Like, I I get why people do it, but at the same time, like you, you just don't need it. Yeah. Like why why are we always putting into things that we need? That that is the society we live in. Like yeah. there is a pressure to do those things. Yeah. Um, but you can just wait a little bit longer, right? Yeah. <laughs> like wait a little bit longer, save up yeah. for it. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, things like that. It's a now society, man. It is like, a now society. Everyone, ev- no one can wait. I like, mean, I, I can't talk the amount of times where I'm like, oh, I need that hoodie. Yeah. Like, I need, I, you know what I mean? Oh, we've so, all we've all yeah. been there. Um, yeah, it's we're, it's we're all guilty. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I got a few quick fire questions to finish off with. Here we go. So, I, we've probably covered half of them. So I can't even remember what I wrote down. Oh, I said, okay. At what point do you stop calling yourself the rookie investor and become the savvy vet investor? Oh, here we go. <laughs> um, yeah, well, my, my back's telling me that I'm probably already there now. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully another couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Another nice. couple of years. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, who's your favorite athlete of all time? Oh, that's a good question, man. Oh, I've got a few. Hey, I actually think Roger Federer. Very. How good is he? Yeah. Tennis is so much fun. Like... I, I like playing it. Yeah. I actually don't like watching it, funnily oh, enough. Really? Um, but just his demeanor. Like yeah. he's just so um he's so calm and collected. Yeah. Um, he's achieved so much and he's still humble as like it's it's what like if you if you had a son who was like excelling in sport, who else would you want him to be than Roger Federer? That's that's a great that's a great take. Yeah. That's that's totally fair. No, I agree with that. Tennis was my first sport, and yeah, nice. It feels like Roger's been around. Like he was there when I started. Leighton Hewitt was always my favorite player. But <laughs> yes. I liked Roger Federer as well, and Roger's just still there. Yeah. I I don't know how he does it. Um, yeah. And this one's more just for me. What's what's your favorite basketball player of all time? Um, like everyone says Jordan, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna avoid. I him. don't say Jordan. Oh, I actually, yeah. I love Jordan. Yeah. Um, okay. Fair. Like it, I think, I think he's the best player of all time. I'm How good was right the, the Last Dance? Did you oh, watch it? It was amazing. Yeah, it was so good. So good. Um, I think he is the best player of all time. But I think my favorite player of all time is Steph Curry. That's my favorite player too. Yeah. So. I just I I, I I when I played basketball, I, I I feel like I could shoot. So you were a good shooter. Um. So just but you just can seeing, gas yourself up a little bit. See, yeah, <laughs> I was the best shooter. Um, <laughs> no, he was. He just the the amount of shots he takes with a hand in his face mm-hmm. and just like ridiculous like shots shots that coaches just don't want you taking yeah and he just pulls them like nearly half court hand and face like he's just a freak he is a freak he went off again today oh actually kind of yesterday he shot like three for 13 from three today but hit the game winner so the last game he played i think he had like 41 or something i was like that was the only sort of team i'm sort of keeping up with at this stage that's why i was so hopeless yeah that's why i was so yeah not as i said not because of the team i know the team isn't performing very well win loss I'm a, just I'm a what big, he does. Yeah, I'm a big Steph fan. I'm also a big Draymond fan. I like Draymond. Oh, I love him so much. <laughs> no one else likes him, but I, I couldn't imagine a basketball player that I'd rather have on my team. 
that's just super willing to just yeah to be fair he's he, look his team defense um yeah like just his his willingness to at least play a role in that team defense yeah. like he'll, he'll always take a charge and he'll always do those one percent yeah. so i get you yeah no i i do like him i i was one of those people that used to argue like it doesn't matter if I'm making my best starting five. I'm putting Draymond in because he's going to do all the little things <laughs> all the time. <laughs> oh, not all time, you, but you, yeah. You can't have it. I always say this though: like you can't necessarily have a team of stars. No, like you, you need you need the the one or two stars that will shine, and the rest will just get in there and do the hard work. Yeah, he's always just felt like the perfect glue guy. Yeah, so sort of like the Dennis Rodman of now, but like not a bit as tough, more, a bit modern, more yeah. modern age. Yeah. Um, yeah. Stock market or real estate. Stock market. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Cool. That was my last question, man. Thanks for coming yeah, on nice. today. That Cheers, was good. Man. Yeah, nice. I enjoyed that. Yeah, thanks um, for having me on, bro. Yeah, it was fun. Appreciate we'll, it. We'll have to do it again sometime. Sounds good, man. Sweet. See you guys. Big shout out to Jimmy for hopping on the podcast and giving some great insights. I'd just like to say you can find Jimmy on Instagram and YouTube under the Rookie Investor. I hope you found a lot of value in this episode. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I'd love to encourage you to like, rate, sub- subscribe, follow, share, all those things and whatever else you can do. Um, obviously, the more fo- more of a following I receive, the further I can take this. Thanks for the support and have a good one.